Welcome back to Fasten Like Nails, brought to you by Lamplighter Ministries, a broadcast that brings hope and invites insight on the topics of marriage, parenting, character development, and career excellence. Let's listen in. Let me close this session uh, with a story. Uh, 1990s, I forget when it was. Um, I was in a church, this hick church out in the middle of a cornfield, a couple hundred people. I had taken um, these seventh or these ninth grade boys, you know, this whole ninth grade class to Gettysburg. And um, the teachers didn't, I wasn't going to go, it was just the teachers going, but they didn't want to go by themselves because this particular class was notorious of being really bad, especially these five boys. Um, well, four of the five were bad. And so the teachers made it so that I had to go with them. So we, I drive to Gettysburg. I'm there for three days with these unruly kids. And these were pastor's sons, deacon's sons, trustee's sons. You know, they always went to the line. Never got caught, but you know they were, they were doing something wrong. And so on my way home with these five boys, in fact, one of the boys in the car was one of the boys I just told you about who's in jail right now, okay? He was the good kid, and he's sitting right next to me. On the other side is Danny Kennedy. He's looking at this truck that has a four-wheeler in the back, and he says to the boys, I can hotwire that in 90 seconds, and he'd never know I took it. I, I, after spending three days with these kids, I just lost it. I, just was, I was tired. I didn't want to be with them anymore. And I looked at Danny, and I said, would you shut your mouth? Just keep it closed. For the next six hours while we drive this car, if I hear you speak one time, I will drop you off. I will call your parents to come pick you up. I don't want to hear any more of your garbage, stinking mouth. Keep it closed. You know, all the guys are just kind of like, whoa, he's lost it, you know, and I did, I lost it. And so I'm driving and the Holy Spirit convicts me, you know, and I hear God tell me, Mark, do you love me? Yes, then feed my what? No, it doesn't say that. Why does everyone think it says that? Feed my lambs. Lambs are always first. And so I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to feed them, but I'm going to sacrifice them first and then I'm going to feed them, you know. This kid is just so unruly. All these kids are bad. You know, I know these kids are bad. They just never gotten caught. So I'm, I look, I said, Danny, listen, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have talked to you that way. I'm very sorry. I'm just tired. I'm, I don't want that to be an excuse. I'm, I'm sorry. I said, you know what, Danny? I said, you're just like a little kid. You're, you, you talk that way because you want other kids to, to look up to you. I said, you know, that just tell, to me says that you're like a little kid crying out for help. I said, um, I, again, I shouldn't have talked to you that way. So I'm driving. Ten minutes later, he looks over and he says, Mr. Hammy, he says, would you help me? Please help me. I don't want to be this way anymore. I said, Danny, you know, know how to be helped. You just need to cry out to God. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. It's as simple as that. You know you've been, in, you've been raised in a Christian home, went to Christian school. You know the answer, Danny. You know the stuff by heart, but you've got to want Christ more than breath itself. It's got to be that real when you call on the name of the Lord. He closes his eyes just like that. He's praying for I don't know how long. And I'm driving and all of a sudden he, he, he opens his eyes and he looks over at me and he says, I just got saved! He says, really? I'm really saved. He says, this is the first time. It's the real deal. He says, I can't believe this. And all of a sudden, he just stops. He gets out of his seat. He turns around in the back, and he gets one of the boys, Brian, and he holds him against the seat in the back. He says, you phony. He says, you're on your way to hell. He says, you know what? Mr. Hamby gets in a car accident right now. You're going to be in hell, and I'm going to be in heaven. You need to call on the name of the Lord right now. Brian, right in the back seat, calls on the name of the Lord right there. Brian gets saved in the back seat. It's unbelievable. Kid on the other side is, is 
crying. These are ninth grade boys. They don't, I've never seen them cry in their lives. This is Chris Walcott. He's, uh, uh, uh. I, I, I had a gun to my head Sunday. My dad left my mom and I don't know what to do. And he says, I, I almost pulled the trigger. I'd be in hell right now. Both Brian and Danny go over. They got hold of Chris's arms. They said, call out in the name of the Lord right now. Chris, receive Christ. Right there, Chris Walcott receives Christ as a savior. Today, he's a youth pastor. The kid in the middle, Ryan Paddock. He's crying like a hyena. <laughs> I've already been baptized twice, walked the aisle three times. What are they going to do if I do this again? <laughs> Just crying his eyes out, you know. All three boys gang up on him and lead him to Christ right there in the back seat. The boy in the front, he's the boy I told you about is in jail. He was a real Christian. He didn't need to be saved because he wore the mask really well. He hides his pride well. Today, like I said, he's in jail. But he was the boy that did really well. These other kids that were losers, they really received Christ. All of a sudden, these boys spontaneously started quoting Bible verses. And I, this is what I heard. Mrs. Holbert's class, second, um, two-year-old. Mrs. Smith's class, three-year-olds. Mrs. Bennett's class, four-year-olds. These boys started quoting Bible verses they had memorized back in their childhood. It was, and they just, I'm telling you, 200 verses came out of their mouth just like that, just like that. And they, and they were going like, whoa, where did this come from? It was, it was weird. I'd never heard anything like it. And then all of a sudden, Danny goes, stop the car! And I pulled the car off. I thought, what in the world? And he's got to go to the bathroom or something. The vans on the other, behind us with all the other ninth graders, these boys, he says, let's go get them. And they go out. And now I got the teachers and the other vans. Everyone's getting out and they're going, what's wrong? You know, did you get an accident? You know, what's, what's wrong? And all of a sudden they escorted the girls out of the other cars and all the other vans like gentlemen. They'd never done that in their lives. The girls are going like, what's wrong with you? You know, the teachers, one of the teachers, Mr. Cathcart comes up to me. He says, did you give them drugs? You know, <laughs> Danny goes up there. There was this mountain. And all of a sudden, they started running up this mountain. These five boys are running up to this mountain. We get to the top. It's like the sun is setting. There's a lake on the other side of the mountain. It was, un, it was just God set the whole thing up. It was a beautiful, the, the sun was red. It was beautiful, not a cloud in the sky. And Danny gets up on this big rock, and he's, just, he's, he's up like this. He's going, his arms like this. He's going, oh, God, I can't believe I've been such a phony all these years. He says, thank you for saving me. And he's, it looks like Charlton Heston up there on the rock, you know, and and all the girls and teachers are going like, what happened? You know, literally, this was like unbelievable. And all of a sudden, Danny finishes his prayer and he says to me, he says, Mr. Hamby, he says, would you close in prayer? And what, what I'm about to share, I've shared maybe 10 times in my entire life. And I like sharing it because my, my theology, I'm, I'm real conservative in my theology. In fact, I'm so conservative, I'm almost dead. That's my theology. <laughs> But what happened that night happened. I mean, I experienced it. It happened. Um, out of nowhere, this cloud came. This black cloud came in along with it, this incredible wind. And we all had to get on our, on our face and hold on to the grass or we would have been blown off. It was that powerful. It was, like, it was like a tornado. And I'm screaming my prayer as loud as I could scream it. And as soon as I said, in Jesus' name, amen, the wind just stopped just like that. And Danny goes, Whoa! When you pray, you pray. <laughs> we march down that hill. The teachers and girls still don't know what in the world's going on. We're driving in the car. They're still quoting Bible verses. They found some Bible tracks in my glove compartment. Danny goes, stop the car. There was a McDonald's off the expressway. They start running to the, toward McDonald's, and I can hear them going, I got the front door. I got the parking lot. I got the seats. I got the counter. And they went in there, and they witnessed to every person in McDonald's. 
This one state police officer walks in and Danny's got the door. He says, sir, he says, you need to read this if you want to go to heaven. He says, because you could die tonight. And the officer says, sorry, son, I can't be proselytized while I'm on duty. He says, he says then you need to read it when you have a time to go to Dunkin' Donuts. He says, because if you die in an accident tonight, you're going to die and you're going to go to hell. And he says, son, if it means that much to you, I'll read it. We got to school. Next day is Friday. They got the day off of school. They don't have to be there. Okay, ninth graders got the day off because we'd been driving all day, all night, the night before. I come to Bible class, auditorium about this size, and I got all my kids there, all the seventh through twelfth graders for Bible class. Ninth graders are all there, and they're all sitting in the front two pews. They've never sat up here. They always sat in the back, always causing problems. As I'm teaching, Danny goes, Mr. Hamby, can I share? I said, go ahead. Danny gets up there and starts sharing what happened to him in his life about how he received Christ for real for the first time and how he didn't want to be a phony. Then Chris got up and shared how he had a gun to his head and, uh, and how he, it's real in his life right now. And he's going to let God change his family's life. And all of a sudden, I looked out at my high school kids, and I had seen 83 high school kids crying their eyes out. I'm going, okay, something's going on here. Let's stop. I call a whole school assembly, kindergarten through 12th grade. They're having, they're having Stanford achievement exams at this time. You know, the teachers are livid. You can't, t- you can't stop these tests. You can't do this. I said, I'm doing it. You have to be up here. Come on up here. All the teachers come reluctantly. They're all in the auditorium. The auditorium is filled. They got 183 kids. The boys get up and start sharing again without any invitation whatsoever. You want to know what I saw at the end of those four boys share? I saw seven of my teachers, both elementary and high school teachers, come forward and get on their knees. You know what I, you know what I heard? I heard seven of them cry out to God. And guess who followed them? 84 students, elementary and high school students, followed them. And I heard 80-some students cry out to God. It was unbelievable. The pastor of the church was standing in the back watching all of this. He had never given up his pulpit in his life. As I'm walking out that day, by the way, we spent eight hours counseling those kids that day. You know, we had to separate the ones that wanted to receive Christ and the ones that wanted to rededicate their lives. The four boys took all the kids that wanted to receive Christ and, the other, and I took the kids that wanted to rededicate their lives with the pastor's help as well. At that day, the pastor said the boys can have the service Sunday night. He had never done anything like that in his life. Because so, he knew something unusual was happening. On my way home that Friday night, I stopped at one of the boys' father's houses Mr. Brock Vosberg, not one of the four boys, but another kid in our school. We'd invited him for years to come to church. He was a Marine, um, truck driver, you know, big husky guy, self-made man. And, uh, you know, he, he always blew me off. I knocked on the door and he answered the door just a little bit. I said, Brock, I said, I'd like to invite you to church Sunday night. Would you be willing to come? The boys are going to be speaking. Something unusual has happened. He, he said, I'll be there. And he slammed the door. I thought, he just blew me off again. Sunday night, the boys are up there starting to share. And I look in the back, and guess who's standing there? Military fatigue. Big Brock Vosberg. And he's not sitting down either. He's standing in the middle of the aisle in the back, just standing there, military style. Danny gets up there and starts sharing. At the very end of Danny's sharing, Brock starts to walk forward. He stands right in front of Danny, looking at him face to face, just staring him down. Danny just stops speaking. Danny's looking at him like, did I say something wrong, you know? And, and uh, Brock turns around and faces the congregation. He said, Friday night, I had a gun to my head. My wife left me that morning. I was about to pull the trigger. Someone knocked on my door, invited me to church. So I decided that I'd give it one shot. 
But I came here to hear what these boys had to say. And if what they had to say wasn't real, wasn't going to help me, I was going to go home and finish the job. I've decided what I've heard tonight was real. I've come here to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And uh, right there on the spot, he got on his knees. And he received Christ as a Savior. And today he's a missionary to Romania. All it takes, and it's that simple, is to cry out to God. And that's where we need to start today. And so as we close this session, I think it would be foolish not to at least spend a little bit of time just talking to God. And those that might want to just cry out to him, feel free to do that. And so I'm going to just spend the next five minutes, no pressure on anybody. Moms and dads, you know, if we humble ourselves, God will lift us up. Spend five minutes in prayer and then we'll take a break and we'll come back together again. I'm going to lead out and then those who want to pray and then at the end of long silence, I'll close in prayer. Father, oh God, uh, I'm probably the one here that needs you the most. I mess up so easily so often. Um, Lord God, I want to be the husband that you want me to be. I can't stand messing up. I want to be the father that you want me to be. I want to be gentle and kind. Um, I need your help to do that, though, because I don't do it well. Um, Lord God, I, I, I want to cling to your word and the promises and your hope. I want to be able to um, enjoy you to your fullest. I want to experience those miraculous opportunities of seeing people's lives change forever. Lord, I look forward to spending time in your kingdom with everybody. It's going to be awesome, Lord. Help us to, to just endure. Um, you said that those who will live godly will suffer persecution. I know you test us and you cause affliction and you cause grief, but not willingly. So help us, God, to... Help us to experience you today. Be with the others as, as we talk with you now. Father, as we go through this day together, I pray that you'll encourage us. Um, Lord, it's exciting to be able to uh, spend time with you this morning. Your presence is um, very evident. I pray that um, we'll hear your voice, not mine. I pray that um, you'll speak to each of us so that we can just have that miracle of, of a changed life into the image of Jesus Christ so that when we meet you soon, you'll be able to say, well done. Lord, help us to endure, help us to be faithful, and help us to be forgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to Fastened Like Nails. Our mission as a nonprofit is to make ready a people prepared for the Lord by building Christ-like character one story at a time. Your prayers are essential, and your gifts are tax-deductible. Visit lamplighter.net slash podcast to listen to other episodes. Until next time, God bless. Sometimes your life is going by so fast, you miss people in the blur around you. I'll be an old man, and nobody comes to visit me. People were wounded. He went off to war and I never heard from him again. People lost in the blur. But now comes a story that will awaken your heart. Lamplighter Theater presents Extraordinary Little Maid. You'll fall in love with Peggy Perkins. I ain't got a soul. <laughs> what have you been doing with it? What have you been doing with yours? I gave it to the Lord Jesus. Oh. My missus told me there'd be some souls sick unto death. And I believe yours is... 
quite dead. Give the story to others to open their eyes as well. You are the first person I've ever met in my life that cared for my soul. A Extraordinary Little Maid will awaken your heart to the people in the blur. To order Extraordinary Little Maid, go to lamplighter.net. lamplighter.net.